0: hi i'm eric hi i'm ellie and you're listening listening to to the end podcast Podcast. what up um so every year around like june july ellie and i do this thing where we will exchange playlists of songs that we feel are the best songs of the year thus far and then usually like december january time we'll send each other our like final list of what we feel were the best songs of that year from our perspective um, so what we went ahead and did is we it's a little late in the year, but we went ahead and we created and generated our playlist. Um, we can drop the link to each of our playlists in the uh Instagram so that way you can at least see the full list because both of us came up with a top 10. But today we're gonna go over our top five songs so far. Um so we've had some time to like sit, digest, and listen to the songs the other person set. Uh, sense. So we're going to kind of review those now. So I think we're just going to go song for song. Uh, yeah, starting with your, like, number five, I guess. So my number five song, Sleep Well by... I don't know how to pronounce this, because this is, like, one of the only songs from him that I know. Um, but I'm assuming it's David. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a very relaxed, mellow, toned song. What really, I think, kind of drew me into this song was his vocals. I really didn't enjoy his vocal, like, delivery of the song. I thought it was really, like, controlled and, like... What's the word I'm looking for? Exciting. Like, keep... There you go. I don't know why yeah. melancholy kept coming to my head, but it wasn't really somber. It was very... No, I agree. It's, like, a very soothing song. Like, I could see myself putting it on when I want to relax. What did you say, though, when you first told me?
1: <laughs> I mean, when I first heard it, I, I, I'll I be honest. Like, it doesn't really stick out to me. Like, I'm not, like...
0: Ellie's, uh, like, word-for-word review of that song when he was telling me about <laughs> it was Sleep Well. Well, it was a snooze fest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it
0: honestly is, like,
1: very... I honestly do feel like... Just, like... You know, like, songs that are just, like, vibey? Yeah. And, like, you don't even know what the artist is saying, really. Like, you just kind of, like, drifted. Like, that's how that song made me feel. Does okay. that makes sense. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Like, and so, like, I could see myself, like, putting it on. And, like, what I would probably do is tell Spotify to make a playlist based on that song. And then just, like, I don't know, lay in my bed while it snows or something. Like, does that make sense? okay yeah i get
0: that I, yeah I get
1: that. I... all right so my number song is ta 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 by bayani i'm sorry or bayani sorry if i'm butchering the pronunciation now i love this song so this song is so much fun mm-hmm. it's like it's like a catchy song that's actually fun and not annoying and like i don't know it just like it puts me in the vibe like I'm i'm trying to go out i'm trying to like You know what I mean? It it almost sounds like a song that you play getting ready to go out. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like it just sounds like it's just like very vibey and I love it. And um, it's definitely like my like most fun song I've heard this year. That song was sexy. It It reminded me of
0: summer when it got to that breakdown. on my summer playlist, yeah. Oh, okay. I literally just envisioned like a beach with like a fire you just feel like you're just like i don't know like, like you feel like you're sweating in a good way exactly you know? <laughs> like it's just like uh, i love it literally yeah. the song start like the chorus came in and i was literally like oh okay okay i was like this is <laughs> this was the moment i knew that was a moment okay number four changing gears a little bit Um, my number four was take me out by carrie underwood i enjoyed this song for once again her vocal delivery because here's my thing about carrie underwood carrie underwood is the kind of artist that is like always singing in the high heavens for like absolutely no reason so when she does like a little bit more like a step down type songs where she's really just kind of like delivering a feel versus like i can sing i really enjoy it um but i also enjoyed the message of the song you know about a couple that kind of is which it makes sense because she's married has two kids and is very much like in that role now um so i think her music is maturing in that sense but i loved the message of like a couple who is kind of like in their routine and in their life. And sometimes it's hard to have that like feel that you had when you first started dating, you know, like that whole, like even in in the bridge of the song, when she talks about like, uh, why don't you drive around the block and pick me up and hold the door for me, you know, kind of like, you know, when you first do on your first date, like, cause you lose that sense of wonderment of like, oh, he's going to pick me up at seven o'clock and we're going to go <laughs> I'm laughing because Ellie's making this face at me like why would I do that <laughs> but I do love it I love the message of like <laughs> let's let's have a night out and like make it seem like it's our first date again you know reigniting that fire um that maybe we've lost with the routine but I thought it was a beautiful song I thought it was a very beautiful song. <laughs> uh
1: yeah um I'll be honest I don't remember the song too too much but I do remember that I loved Carrie's voice. But everybody knows Carrie Underwood has an amazing voice. Yes. Um, but yeah, like, when I'll, I'll be honest. When I saw the song title, I was like, take me out to the <laughs> bog. Okay. Not take me out to the bog. <laughs> I don't know why, but when I saw it. Because it's so easy to imagine Carrie Underwood singing that. But back to the song. Yeah, I really, really... I. I do remember really liking her voice on it. And I feel like Carrie Underwood is like, almost like a comfort music type of thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like you can just easily throw her albums on and just like be doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. My number four song is A Night Out on Earth by Waterparks. Uh, and I love this song. So basically, uh, lyrically, it's about a hymn. And him returning to his hometown. And basically he's referring to his hometown as Earth. So like I'm guessing like he's been on tour, he's been like doing like all this stuff, like living in the limelight, I guess you'd say, and then he returns home. And what a dreadful experience it is going out in his hometown. And it's like a lot of the lyrics are about like, oh, all these people who are like, oh my God, like I knew you way back when. Do you mind, like, promoting my lemonade stand on your Instagram? Like, basically, all these, like, freeloaders that are, like, coming out of the woodworks since now he's, like, got a little attention. Um, but, yeah, so basically, that's what it's about. It's just, and I love the song because I think it's, like, it's a feeling everybody can relate to on some sense. Like, we're all not, like, you know, pop stars touring the world or whatever, but it's just that feeling of going Back to people that you used to know and them feeling like they're entitled to like a piece of like who you are now even though that they weren't really along with you for that journey Um, so yeah I really like it I love the sound of
0: the song it kind of like slowly builds and it sounds like really really epic Um, I will say this was one of the early standouts for me when I was listening to this I really enjoyed this song Um, I think lyrically it had a lot to offer and I spent like what you just explained to me I didn't get from my first listen um or even my second or third listen because I this is a song I actually listened to multiple times um because I was deciphering a lot of the other lyrics that kind of came out but like just for example when he said uh I kissed a couple people in a week. Am I going to go to hell in my sleep? Or will God forgive me? I got to hide everybody that I like. I did therapy four times this week from my bike. Like that whole section, like that little bridge area towards the end is like amazing. I was like in capture. So I thought it was a very beautifully lyrically written song. My number three song this is a song that I have had on repeat, literally since it came out. It's literally like crack. Like she put crack in the song. It's yeah, so comforting. I love it. Um, but it's called "Deeper" by Kiana Ladine. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I really love this song. I feel like it's just so sensual and relaxing, and I love her voice. I love Kiana Ladine's voice. I think it yeah. is like such it's so beautifully written she sings it so beautifully and really the, the tempo of it is like oh and hearing her sing it live i think she has like a vivo live performance of this song oh it's amazing and oh, i just like oh. love the lyrics of this song too like when she says um when she like in the chorus when she says come and kiss my flaws seduce my mind hope you got stamina for a life um, literally that entire section, the way she sings that section and like, uh, it was just amazing. Um, but yeah, that was my number three. And this is honestly probably one of my most on repeat songs that I've listened to this entire year.
1: I love this song. I, like I told you, like, it reminds me a lot of K. Michelle. It was like, uh, the instant standout when I like listened to your playlist, um, But, yeah, I just, like, love her voice. I love the arrangement. It was, like, very, like, much paying homage to a more classic R&B sound without sounding like it was, like, trying to recreate something from the past. Like, it sounded like it was truly just inspired by. Um, And I really, really appreciate that. Because you know how I feel about, like, sort of the copy-paste nature of a lot of, like, throwback-sounding songs nowadays. Um, so I thought this one was one that really did it well, um, and I really loved it. I just loved her vocals; like it was just like just beautiful.
0: And fun fact: Keanu LaDeed was actually a Kids Bop kid. Oh, wow! Yeah, so fame starts anywhere, guys.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> My number three song is a song. That we all know and love, but got a re-release by way of Taylor's version.
0: Um, Which, like, and... I don't think that should have counted, personally, but it's <laughs> neither here nor there.
1: So, I'm going to tell you why it counts. Okay. So, yeah, so, Enchanted, Taylor's version. So, everybody knows, this song was, like, a fan favorite for many, many years, basically since Speak Now dropped. And um, I don't know if even Taylor realized how much of a fan favorite it was until later on, like, after Speak Now. I think it's one of those songs that was maybe a personal favorite for her. But I don't know if she'd even realized how much it had resonated with fans. But, like, literally, I always sang this at karaoke long before TikTok, like, long before all that. Like, this was, like, it's, like... This one, long live Like, oh my god, yes, yeah, speak now Epic um, But, so I Love the subtle Changes she made to this song Because it almost like uh Elevates this song to Like the status that it has In fans' minds If that makes sense Like the production just becoming like a little More epic, like the chorus hitting A little more harder Like, I think before the fourth quarter chorus now there's like a little bit of like dreamy wispy and spiritual before it comes in really hard because it's like something epic's about to happen it's almost like a beat drop but like a valid version of a beat drop and like just like little subtle things like that that really like kind of like I don't know how to explain it like it like it gives the song the treatment it deserves basically like I think this re-recording gives the song the treatment that it deserves and also kind of like more accurately reflects the space it holds in people's minds. So why this song, I love this song. I don't think we have a lot of songs about, I think we have a lot of like songs about like falling in love and we have a lot of songs about breaking up, but I don't think we have a lot of songs about like you just meeting someone and being excited about the possibility. Like you not knowing where it could go, like, you know, and like the literal lyric is like, I was enchanted to meet you. Like I met you and I thought you were great. And I don't think we have a lot of songs about that, like kind of that like butterflies feeling like you don't know this person, but you were excited to meet them. And like it could be something like it's almost like at that point, all you want is like maybe another conversation with them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I just think she captured that feeling so, so well. And the lyrics are absolutely stunning. I, like, it's definitely my favorite lyrics on uh, Speak Now. And, yeah, like, I just relate to that feeling so much. It's just kind of like, you know what? I was enchanted to meet you, you know? definitely like a masterpiece in taylor's canon okay um
0: i will say (laughs) um okay i will never take away from taylor's writing talent like i said i'm a lot of things but i'm not a hater taylor swift is a great writer she has she can write some of the like best songs i feel um and i love the way she chooses to tell her stories and how her, she places like specific emphasis on certain phrasing and stuff um so i do think she's a great writer and another thing that i do like i did like about this song is it feels very innocent and i think that that can be sometimes hard to capture and i think she does a great job of really like encapsulating that innocence because this very much and i think it's a product of the time because of how old she was when the song yeah she was definitely like
1: out. a teenager yeah
0: and i think that this really encapsula- encapsulates oh my god i feel like i'm mispronouncing that word <laughs> encapsulates um that feeling of like your first crush in high school yeah you know like when you first meet somebody in like your math class or you meet each other in, and it's like, like you don't know anything except like Oh my god! And like like you're basically need... telling all your friends, like, oh my god, he let me borrow a pencil. Exactly. <laughs> like it's been
1: so sweet.
0: Like, so I I do have to say, yeah. I think that those are the The pros of the song are definitely like the phrasing and poetry of it all, um, as well as how it really captures that feeling and the essence that the song needs. Which I want to point out, the reason that's a really big thing is because it's really hard to do that. Like, not everyone can do that. And also, like, I just feel like that
1: specific moment in your a relationship's trajectory is not really captured a lot. Yeah, and it's I think it's really important- captured when, like, you already have developed feelings Mm -hmm. for the person, or you're madly in love, or you're breaking up. Like, that little, like, oh my god, I bumped into someone cool. Like, that's not captured at all, like, in a lot of
0: songs. Okay, we're up to the top two, y'all. The top two songs. Um, my number two song, What Was I Made For by Billie Eilish from the Barbie Motion Picture Soundtrack. Um, now, Ellie and I have already had in, like, deep conversations about this song because he is a Billie Eilish fan, I would say, right? Yeah. Like, um, So, and it's, and I've never really been a big Billie Eilish fan, um, but I really did like the song. I figured out why. I figured because I know one of Ellie's gripes from it was that it's too on the nose and it feels very much like you can tell it was specific for the Barbie movie. That's why I like it. So those people who know me know that I love musicals. I absolutely mm-hmm. love musicals. This
1: makes sense.
0: If Barbie was a musical, yes. this would be Barbie's big moment. Absolutely. Where she like, like this is her about ba- This is the, um, she used to be mine moment. This is the waving through a window and words fail moment from like Dear Evan Hansen. Um, This, and I think that's why I love it so much. Cause I I can envision it, it moves the plot along. It moves the story along. It really gives you characterization of that person who would be singing it. Um, So yes, that is why I love it. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense though, because I tend to get drawn to songs like that. So yes, uh, what I was made for (laughs) is, really beautifully written i feel i think it delivers for the story of the of like what it was for i think it it does a great job for what it was for and i do like her voice in it i think it's cute i mean do i wish there were more vocal moments yes because it does feel a little one note but also the production of the song doesn't really lend to that so i think she does what she can um
1: (laughs) Want her to be hooting and hollering over this like quiet piano <laughs> ballad? Like, what that's do you- what I'm saying.
0: The production doesn't allow for that to take place, but it would be cool if, like, there were a little bit more bigger moments. Um, because the vocals do feel one note, so which, like, but I mean, it's a beautiful vocal, like, she it, it's a beautiful head voice. Not everybody can do that, you know, that's not on everybody's catalog, you know. Um, so. <laughs> i think like when you think about artists who have one note voices at least it's like a pretty one note, you know
1: yeah um <laughs> well you basically already said my thoughts on the song but i get what you mean now like i get uh i get it does feel like it was sung by barbie herself and not yes. billy eilish yeah which that, that makes perfect sense to me so i get that um but yeah definitely not my favorite billy song but yeah um, yeah, so my number two song is Thank God by Travis Scott, and I have a soft spot for songs like this. So basically it's like this dark, brooding, like kind of like I I guess it's the second trap on track on the album, but it really feels like the opener and sort of it kind of chronicles like his journey and kind of like celebrates where he's at in life. And um I just like love songs like this because um they kind of celebrate what it means to like achieve something especially as a person of color and like specifically a black person because I think to us like we think oh there are so many successful black people we see all these rappers whatever whatever but if you think of like how much they had to work and sacrifice to get to that position it's like really like overwhelming and so i love songs that celebrate that and i love seeing like black people succeed and i love when they kind of like flex a little bit you know and that's kind of like songs like this always have that kind of deeper meaning that i feel like you wouldn't understand unless you are black or you know you you've like kind of grown up or are in close proximity to that like culture it's kind of like um olivia pope's dad said you have to work like twice as hard to get half of what they have. Um, And so if you do make it, it's just kind of like this overwhelming sense of like pride. Um, Like similar songs, I guess you would say it's like Dreams and Nightmares by Mick Mill. I would even say like, um, like Bodak Yellow by Cardi B. Like, it's very much like, listen, I'm here. I made it. I beat the odds, like whatever. And then yeah like i and then musically i just love the way it sounds it has like basically like four beats but somehow manages to sound cohesive and like the same song um and then of course there's like a little cameo from stormy that's like really really cute um but yeah i absolutely love this song and songs like this
0: I did enjoy the listen. I thought it was fun um, and very hype, like very energetic. And like I told you, I like literally while I was listening to it, I texted Ellie and was like, when he says Storm's a minor, but you know she's living major and Stormy is like, that's right, daddy. I was like, I felt like such oh, a bad bitch when I heard that. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a fun energy. Um, I'm not a huge Travis Scott fan, personally. Um, Me neither. I mean, you know I mean? I, like, uh... oh, go ahead no I was gonna say I'm just I'm that's just not my thing um but I thought it was a fun song I like the beat um <laughs> no I'm just kidding um I know but it was really good and um what I tried my best to do when I was listening to your playlist I did follow along with the lyrics so I thought it was a great song I thought it was very hype and celebratory and inspirational um but yeah great yeah great great time We're at our top song, Ellie. We are at our final song. Um, so I struggled, and I told Ellie the reason my playlist was <laughs> took a while for me to sentence is I actually I knew I wanted a song from Tori Kelly's album to be my number one song. I just didn't know what song to do because there were like at least three that I was kind of fighting for. I chose Shelter because I think Shelter was was more like production and vocally I think was better than the other song I was going to choose um there's even a part in this song like right after like the last chorus where she literally harmonizes with an electric guitar like I don't see other people doing that so (laughs) I thought that she does is a great performance and I think that this personally I, I don't think Ellie felt this way but personally I feel like this song does a great job of like encapsulating that nostalgia in a way that doesn't feel copy and paste to me personally I felt like it was, it did sound like things you'd heard before because it was supposed to have that nostalgia in it while still sounding fresh. Like it still feels new. Um, but I do also personally, I would argue that there is a lot of music from that time frame that still could sound new today or it sounds still sounds fresh. And I think that that was one of the high points of this. Lyrically was really fun. I think it's a fun song to sing along to. It's definitely nostalgic in a way that's like comforting and fun and fresh. And I just love her voice personally. I know that Ellie doesn't really care for her voice, but I loved her voice. I thought that she's, and I think she's an amazing singer, an amazing songwriter. And yeah. So that was yeah.
1: my I, um, I do remember hearing the song. <laughs> I don't remember it all too much. So I'd have to go back and listen to it. And I don't, I actually, I remember the sound of it more than I remember what it was about or the lyrics. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I should have done what you did and, like, followed along with the lyrics for all the songs. Um, that's actually a good That's actually a good idea. I wish I'd done that. Um, but I remember the song being, like, chill-sounding. I remember it giving, like, I don't know, like, you're in a Jeep. Does that make sense? Like, you're in a Jeep, like... Not a Jeep. Why a Jeep? I don't know. It just sounds like like you're in a Jeep and, like, maybe on the highway with the doors off okay like does it not sound like that like like, i guess it's somewhere near the beach like you're on the highway but like that highway that's like right next to the like seaside okay like it's not like the highway like you know where everybody's honking type of situation (laughs) like you know it's like a clear highway palm trees
0: like how at the end of the movie they always do that zoom out painting, yeah, where, like yeah, the yeah, yeah, on a road and there's that's, like the beach what song was giving me, <laughs> yes. Okay, it's definitely a fun, upbeat, energetic song, so yeah, with like a cute little vibe. So, yeah, okay, I, I received that, I received that mm. messaging. So, Ellie, what was your number one?
1: My number one song um is also from my favorite project this year which is alana del rey's did you know that there's a tunnel under ocean boulevard um and similarly to you i struggled with which song (laughs) to put on the like at first like my list was just gonna be like
0: five songs from ocean boulevard okay when i came up with this idea to like do it on the podcast instead of like just on facetime literally your first words were like do you want me just to send you ocean boulevard
1: (laughs) (laughs) literally like i was but then i like i really thought about it and i was like okay if i only had to pick one song from ocean boulevard um and i went with a&W because I feel like it is the best song and also I think it's like one of those things that perfectly marries like style and substance which not a lot of people can do and I think it's very cool like I think that's like my favorite type of song is like one that has like is really well structured Um Amazing lyrics, but also sonically is like really interesting, and maybe doing and although like I love a lot of songs for the substance, like a lot of piano ballads, like that kind of thing, I think ultimately my favorite favorite songs are ones that really do very interesting things production wise in that sense, a and w is a lot like that, um, and that it marries the two things like style and substance, so first, we'll talk about the substance, so a is essentially about rape culture and how uh, women are sexualized from a very early age. So one of the opening lines is, I haven't done a cartwheel since I was nine. And then further into the song, she mentions things like, um, she actually mentions being raped and is like, but who would believe me? Because look at my hair, look at the shape of my body. And this is just the experience of being an American whore. So basically she's talking about how Because of how she looks and because of, you know, how women are perceived, how we don't believe it when, like, horrible things happen to them. So it's kind of like a damned if you do, damned if you don't. And she just kind of, like, you know, well, this is the experience of being an American whore. And so the song goes through this, like, really instrumental passage, which then, like, is really, really cool. It's, like, it, it feels otherworldly. It, sound, it sounds like you're, like, on a spaceship. And then there's, like, lots of interesting sounds there, including the sounds of, like, zippers unzippering, I guess you'd call it, um, which kind of, like, further feeds into that American horror thing because another aspect of the lyrics is, like, she's talking about, like, um, having an affair. Um, and then we go into the second part of the song, which is basically her fully giving in to this American horror experience. So she's singing in this, like, very slurred, almost drunken um, thing, almost like she's, like, on drugs or, like, under the influence of some kind and just keeps, um, she's, like, fully playing this American horror character, this person that society has now forced her to become. And it's just really, I just remember when this dropped, It was just like, I don't know, it's just like an instant classic, essentially. Um, But yeah, I absolutely love this song. It's like stunning and like really like the first time I heard it, all the twists and turns it takes sonically are just like absolutely incredible. I don't think I've heard like I've heard very few songs better produced than this. It's like it's like gives me like goosebumps like uh, it's insane
0: i really like that second part of the song because i listened to it again because i listened to it the first time you sent it to me and then i listened to it this time and i like completely forgot about that end part which is like jimmy jimmy coco i was like oh okay turn up that's the part where she gives in to the
1: american horror the character the change yeah. of production was definitely fun um, and like the passage of when the production is changing is insane isn't it yeah i
0: thought it was a really good time I was like fun um there's like fucking jump scares in there like it's like scares. it's like, <laughs>
1: like 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 you know that sound that's like wow <laughs> like you're just like what is going on <laughs> Like, it's honestly, like, a fucking trip. Like, the first time I heard that song, I was like, what is going on in my headphones right now? I actually, like, lost my shit. Like, it was insane.
0: I will say that, once again, Lana is not for me. I've never really cared for Lana's music. And personally, I don't care for her vocally either. Um, But every time that Ellie sends me an Alana song, I do follow along with the lyrics. And I do think she's a great writer, once again. I think that she does a great job of telling stories. And there are a lot of different like metaphors and motifs and phrasing that sometimes i like go completely over my head but then i get like an hour analysis from ellie and i'm just like oh it makes perfect sense so beautiful beautiful writing style beautiful gowns um but yeah so what are some of your favorite songs this year guys you know why don't you drop them in the comment section because we always love listening to new music and i will say i know that a lot of people are like i have an eclectic ear and i love listening to everything but like ellie and i would say myself ellie likes to say that i am not but i give everything one chance i may not like it okay i may not have An eclectic like for music, like I tend to the things that I really love. I really love, you know. Um, But I will listen to anything.
1: I will always give everybody one. No, you will. I think you will listen to everything.
0: I'll listen to everything. I will like everything, but I'll listen to everything. So if y'all guys have music that y'all think we should listen to, and I will say if if you look at the playlist links ellie has a very eclectic playlist like you have know, spanish music country music pop music you know so. so if you have song suggestions let us know we'll share our playlist in the instagram and until next time bye next
1: time bye.